there was uh, one celebrity who slapped another celebrity um, in the face. So uh, as you probably know already, the slap heard round the world. Um, the Academy Award for Best Slactor, Slapter, went to Will Smith. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. So earlier this week, I, I rarely talk about like, current events. You might have picked up on that for this, this YouTube channel, this podcast. Um, but earlier this week, there was a thing called the Oscars. And at the Oscars, Chris Rock was doing what hosts of award shows do and was kind of gently ribbing people in the, in the audience. And at one point, he made fun of the fact that uh, Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, didn't have any hair. Called it, he said she was up for G.I. Jane 2. At first, Will Smith laughs, then he realizes, oh, she's not happy about this. Now, but the backstory, of course, is that his wife has an illness that is causing her hair loss. And so then Will Smith walks up to the stage and he slaps Chris Rock across the face and then sits back down. And Chris Rock is kind of stunned. And Will Smith says some harsh words. He sits back down and then says some words about not, don't, not talking about my wife. I will edit them uh, because he. Uh, doesn't use words that we use on this channel. Um, don't talk about my wife, essentially. And why am I talking about this? Because this is not that kind of channel that talks about things like that. And yet I thought, you know what? This is intriguing. I was really intrigued by the whole concept. Um, here's why. Not because whether this was a virtuous act on the part of a man defending his wife's honor or something like that. Like Whether that was virtuous or not virtuous, I'm not going to weigh in on that. What I found was fascinating was the reality that Okay, here we are, and um, if that were to happen at, I don't know, the Iron Rail Saloon in downtown Brainerd, Minnesota, that'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. If that were to happen in another context, the context of, you know, here's a bunch of guys, you know, college party, and they're out and someone makes fun of someone else's girlfriend. Yeah, you would expect that kind of thing to happen. That those are the contexts where we, oh, this is expected. That's, that's what happens. The fascinating thing is both of these men are wearing tuxedos. You know, everyone around them is dressed in this glamorous way. That this night, in fact, is so predictable that, you know, the only way this could be real if, if, is if it was staged, right? That's like the impression we have. And yet, in the middle of civilization, you have this, like, essentially, what you might even call this most basic of responses to someone being insulted, someone being threatened, and you have violence. In fact, I remember uh, listening to a clinical psychologist who talked about the fact that you know um, every male interaction is is it's given boundaries by the fact that there is an underlying threat of violence. That that when it comes to men interacting with other men, there's always the thing. One of the things that keeps us in check is the reality that there's always an underlying threat of violence. And that I look around my life, look around the world, and I think that's true. <laughs> that's really fascinating, especially in the context of the Academy Awards, especially in the context where everything is glamorous, where, where people seem very, very civilized, where people are wearing tuxedos. You don't expect this most basic of human responses to insult, this most basic of human responses to honor, the most basic of human responses to any kind of threat, right? And so it's just fascinating. And I thought, why are we talking about this so much? Well, why am I even making a video about this? Because this is where we live. We live in a place where we're so used to things being stable, right? We're, th we're so used to the rules. The rules are, I mean, I think about this when it comes to Chris Rock. As a stand-up stand comic, he'd be used to hecklers, right? He, he's completely, because that's the rules. That it, he uses his words, he makes fun of people in the audience. People in the audience, they might use their words back. 
But that's the thing. The battle becomes a battle between words. Who can use their words more cleverly? It is not a thing that in stand-up shows, in comedy clubs, that you can jump up on stage and actually punch the comic. Like that doesn't, I mean, it can happen obviously, but that's beyond the rules, right? The rules are, I use my words, you use your words, and then we'll see who wins with their words. This was like a break of the rules. And that's what's so fascinating. What happens when the rules get broken? What happens when things aren't stable anymore? What happens when civilization shifts? I mean, we've, we've experienced this over the last two years when it came to the pandemic. Everyone is like, okay, just this is how life goes. You just get, get up, you go to Walmart, you pick up your toilet paper, you go to Target, whatever the place is, you get your toilet paper, and you leave some for everyone else. And then all of a sudden, wait a second, will there be enough toilet paper? Who knows? I will take as much as I possibly can. Because when things start to fall apart, people act differently, right? When, when, when things become unstable, all of a sudden, the rules seem optional. I mean, even think about Ukraine right now. I mean, this is what making the leap from Will Smith and Chris Rock to Vladimir Putin, Russia, and Ukraine. Why? Because this is where human nature reveals itself. We are used to living in a world that, you know, you turn on the light switch and the lights come on, where you use the faucet and water comes out, where you flush the toilet and it goes away. We're used to that. We just say, that's how things work. That's not how things work. That's how they get to work when everyone does their part. But that's unusual. Like that is, in some ways, it's unprecedented in human history that electricity is predictable. It's unprecedented in human history that plumbing is predictable. It's unprecedented in human history that when it snows up here in the north, that there's gonna be people who get into trucks and they get the snow off the roads. That's unprecedented, we just expect that, that that's what's going to happen. So we get lulled into this false sense of security. This is what always happens. People are just good. (laughs) And then they get pushed. And then there comes someone who says, I'm not gonna obey the rules. And you realize, what do you do then? When Will Smith got up, wait a second, this is outside the rules. What do you do then? When COVID happens, this is outside the rules. What do we do then? When Vladimir Putin invades Ukraine, like, wait a second, what do you do then? One of the things we need to be as Christians, we we need to be smart, right? Jesus even said it. He said, yeah, be simple as doves, but be as clever as serpents, meaning, many things, but one of those things is no human nature, like understand human nature. In fact, in John's gospel, it says that Jesus, he didn't trust himself to the people around him because he knew human nature. He knew that he couldn't trust himself to our brokenness. Now, yes, I mentioned like when it comes to our Catholic perspective on human beings and human dignity and our identities, human beings are good but broken, right? So we're still good. We still have this intrinsic goodness, but we also have this brokenness. And in that brokenness, we are willing to abuse other people's goodness. We're willing to use other people's goodness. We're, we're, we can, and we can become so comfortable, so comfortable with the fact that we're good but broken that we forget the part that we're broken and yet still good. Does that make sense? And so what happens in a moment like the Oscars, in a moment like COVID, and in a, in a, in a potentially world-changing moment like Russia invading Ukraine, we have to stop and say, okay, What am I called to do when things aren't stable? How am I called to respond when things are like, someone's breaking the rules here? Gosh, think about it this way. Uh, It's really easy to say that when everyone's at peace, when when most world nations are at peace with each other, like, oh yeah, we we can have international trade. We don't really need to have our own oil, right? This is kind of the situation. We don't need our own oil. We'll just buy other people's. And all of a sudden, when those other people are now in charge and they're not playing by the rules, it's like, well, it'd be really nice to have some oil right now. 
Or it's really easy to, to make fun of people who want to have guns in their homes. Like, what do you have a deer, what are those deer wearing flak jackets kind of a situation? But then you say, wait a second, here are the people of Ukraine that are needing guns to simply defend their own lives against an invading country. Again, yes, maybe when, when things are at peace, those seem extraneous, right? They seem completely unnecessary. But we all know that while human beings are good, we're still broken. And so what we need to do is we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared because maybe, maybe I'm gonna be asked, when someone breaks the rules, I'm gonna, I might be asked to stand up and fight. When someone breaks the rules, I might be asked to lay down my life in martyrdom. The issue is I need to be prepared because people won't always follow the rules. So when the rules get broken, what do I do? Again, am I called to stand and fight? Am I called to, to, to give my life as a witness? Am I called to give my life as, as, a, as an act of self-sacrifice? That is so important for all of us to pray about and to really wrap our minds around because the day is gonna come when we don't, we flick on the switch and the light's not gonna come on. The day is gonna come when we turn on the faucet and nothing comes out. The day is gonna come when we're reminded once again of the fragility of life and the beauty of Costco, the beauty of life, because this is amazing. The fact that the lights are on right now is incredible. The fact that we, at least in the United States and Canada, and this is part of the part of the world, we're living in peace right now. That's insane. That's incredible. It's a gift. The fact that people in Ukraine and other places in the world are experiencing the lack of peace, they're experiencing war, is horrible. How can we be prepared for that day? This is the last thing. On that day, how we're called to act, we're called to react like Jesus. We're called to respond like Christ. Yeah, and there were times when he flipped tables and drove the money changers out of the temple. And there was a time when he allowed himself to be overwhelmed by suffering. He gave his life as a ransom. But in all those things, whether he was flipping tables or whether he was giving his life and laying it down as a sacrifice, the Son of Man came to serve, not to be served. And so in every moment we get to ask the question, okay, where can I serve? Here is the United States, that's where I'm at. Um, where can I serve? When people follow the rules, where can I serve when people don't follow the rules? Here, here are the people in Europe, the people of Ukraine, where can I serve? People in Russia, where can I serve? Like the question every Christian gets to ask is, how can I act like Jesus in, all, in a world that's stable? But also when life becomes incredibly unstable, how can I be like Jesus? Because sometimes I'm called to pick up a whip of cords and sometimes I'm called to sacrifice and lay down my life. But every time I'm called to ask the question, where can I serve? We might live in a place of stability right now, but we know something about stability is stability is incredibly unstable. And what seems permanent will not last forever. So we are simple as doves and as clever as serpents. And we want to be ready, ready for that moment when someone says, I know what the rules are, but here I am breaking the rules. Okay, what do I do then? That seems to be a way to prepare to be wise and to pray about it and bring it to the Lord and say, God, how do you want me to respond is a way to prepare to live like Jesus. Anyways, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, 
I don't know, maybe you don't like the fact that I brought up the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. I don't know. Also, Ukraine, we are so much, we're praying, obviously, because this isn't just about these two countries. This is about a potential worldwide catastrophe. We all know that. And so we're praying. This is not a laughing matter, not a light thing to do, but we're praying. Why? Because life is unstable and we need God so much. We need to be ready. We need to be ready to be strong and courageous in this world. Where can I serve? I I, I meant the end, but now I said more things at the end. From all of us here to Sense Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.